In days gone by, many people carried a little box with powdered tobacco in it, and they would offer a pinch for anyone who liked to sniff. It was a small thing, of course, but it was always appreciated between friends. As nothing less than a sniff of tobacco or a schmeck tabak could be imagined in the way of acts of kindness, so too the phrase a schmeck tabak came to be regarded as nothing or, or next to nothing in English. This is a story about a schmeck tabak which did have very serious consequences. There once was a very wealthy and kind Jew called Reb Yosef. He was known for his hachnosas orchim. His house was always open to travelers and needy people. They would knock at Yosef's door, they were always sure to get a meal, and very often a nice donation. He was also known to give sizable sums of money to people who had had not good luck in business dealings and needed help to get back on their feet. Yosef had many business dealings during the week, but when Shabbos came, nothing made him happier than sitting at the head of his table with many poor and needy people as guests. And after Shabbos was over, he would patiently listen to each guest as they described their situation, and he would help each one according to their needs. These men would naturally praise Rabbi Yosef wherever they went, so Yosef's fame spread far and wide, and he was never short of new guests. And this is how Binyamin heard about Yosef. Binyamin was not born poor. He had been a successful merchant. But gradually, as the wheel of fortune turned, he had lost all of his money and his businesses, Lai'alenu. For a number of years, he struggled until he had no choice but to rely on others for help. Binyamin was ashamed to ask for help in his own hometown, so he began to wander around with other people who were in a similar situation. But he always hoped that if only he could get a sizable loan, he would recover his business. Now having heard about Yosef, Binyamin decided to make his way to the town where Yosef lived in the hope that Yosef would help him get back on his feet. Whether by sheer luck or because Yosef recognized something in Binyamin's face, Binyamin was seated at the table next to Yosef himself on Friday night. Binyamin could not help but think of the time when he sat at the head of his own table. The memory upset him, and he tried to suppress his sadness. He felt that a shmek tabak would somehow restore his spirits. Just then... Yosef opened the silver and diamond-encrusted snuffbox which lay before him and took out a pinch of tobacco for himself. Binyamin stretched out his hand to take a pinch too. But the host spoke to him very strongly. What's the matter with the other box? Is that below your dignity? Yosef was pointing at an ordinary snuffbox which had been placed on the table for the guests. Binyamin was a sensitive man, and he was hurt by his host's remark. He had hoped to make a good impression on Yosef, so that after Shabbos, Yosef might help him. But his hopes were dashed. 
He could never approach Yosef for help, he decided, and he felt more miserable than ever. He could hardly wait until Shabbos was over, and immediately after Havdalah, he thanked Yosef, and he disappeared into the night. After that Shabbos, things changed for Yosef. Every business deal he undertook ended in failure. At first, Yosef blamed his own bad business judgment, but then he realized something else was wrong. He decided to seek the advice and blessing of his Rebbe, who was known as a tzaddik, endowed with prophetic wisdom. Yosef left his business for a few days to travel to his Rebbe, who lived in another town. When he finally got to see the Rebbe, he told the Rebbe his whole story of misfortune. The Rebbe listened to his tale and then said, No, Ashmek Tabak. Yosef felt so relieved as he left the Rebbe. After all, the Rebbe had basically said, It's nothing. So he went home and engaged in bigger business deals more confidently than ever before. But again, things did not go his way. He lost large sums of money and his fortune dwindled considerably. Again, Yosef went back to the Rebbe told him his unusual story of misfortune. And again, the Rebbe dismissed him with the words, Nu eshmek tabak. Yosef took it as a sign of encouragement and returned to his business. He entered into one big deal after another, which, to his utter dismay, ended in financial catastrophe. He made his way to the Rebbe for a third time. And when the Rebbe told him again, Nu eshmek tabak, he said, but Rebbe, it's not a shmektabak. My whole fortune is gone. I'm a pauper now. Yes, Yosef, that's what I said. It's because of a shmektabak. It's because of a pinch of tobacco that this has come upon you. Now Yosef recalled that Friday night when a poor man had sat at his side and wanted to take a pinch of tobacco from his private snuffbox. And he had rudely pointed the man to the community snuffbox. Now he remembered all the details of that encounter, and he realized he must have offended that poor man. Oi, Rebbe, what should I do? I know I offended that poor man, but now I'm going to become a poor man myself. Please, Rebbe, help me. Yosef, let me tell you what's happening. When you offended that poor man, in Shemaim they decided that your fortune should go to him. That poor man is now as wealthy as you once were. And as long as he does the right thing with that fortune, it cannot be taken away from him. Only if he should refuse to help you or offend you with even a single word will that money leave his control and return to you. Yosef left the Rebbe. He went home and sold the last of his possessions, including the silver and gem-studded snuffbox, and he set out to look for that wealthy man into whose hands Hashem had entrusted Yosef's former fortune. Yosef wandered from town to town, from village to village. His clothes became worn out. There was no sign that he had once been a very wealthy man. He had the appearance of any other beggar. One day, Yosef came to a particular town whose inhabitants included a wealthy Jew 
about whom Yosef had heard good things. Anyone who visited this wealthy Jew would leave with a generous donation. So Yosef went there. He was made welcome and asked to stay for Shabbos. And now it was his turn to sit at the richly laid table and think about his own situation. The host did look familiar, but Yosef was not certain that it was the same man who had visited him many months ago. He tried to test his host's patience. He complained that the fish was not salty enough. And then he complained that the soup was too salty. But the host never lost his temper, answered in a friendly way, and never once showed any impatience or unfriendliness. Yosef remained in the house of the rich man, having heard that the rich man's daughter was soon to be wed. For the wedding, all of the poor people were invited, Yosef included. The rich man himself went around taking care of all of his guests. Once, as the rich man was carrying a tray loaded with drinks, Yosef went up to him and asked him for a pinch of snuff. The host patiently put the tray down, took his beautiful silver gem-studded snuff box, and handed it to Yosef. Yosef recognized the snuff box and fainted. When Yosef opened his eyes again, he found himself lying in a comfortable bed with his host bending over him, concerned for his health. Rebid, are you well? Yosef told his host the whole story. Binyamin, for it was indeed Binyamin, tried to comfort poor Yosef. He promised to help him get back on his feet with a large loan. He bought new clothes and boots for Yosef and even rented a carriage to take him back home. Before he left, he told Yosef that he had sewn a large amount of gold coins into the hem of his jacket, enough for Yosef to set up his business again. When Yosef came home, he found that the package in which he had put the jacket was missing. He remembered that when he had changed from one carriage to another, he had left that package in the first coach. There was nothing left for Yosef to do but go back to Binyamin, which he did. And Binyamin welcomed him as friendly as ever. He told Yosef that the coachman had returned the coat to him and the jacket with the gold coins was safe. Binyamin tried to help Yosef in many ways, but all of his efforts were in vain. It seemed destined that Yosef should remain poor. Finally, Binyamin brought Yosef's whole family to him, provided them with a house, and supported them for the rest of their lives. Thank you.